During the time of Jesus' earthly ministry, there were many views and traditions surrounding the resurrection that had developed. There were lots of opinions floating around. There were groups like the Pharisees who believed that at the end of the age, there would be a resurrection, but for all of Israel itself, a, a communal resurrection. Other groups thought more imminently. They interpreted some of the scriptures and prophets to speak about God raising up a people, but in a more political fashion, as a resurrection being a rising up in a people like a revolution to overthrow the current world order. There were some of those more radical um, believers in Jesus' time. There was also groups like the Sadducees who denied that there would be a resurrection at the end of time. The reason the Sadducees believed this was that they rejected all of the books of the Old Testament besides uh, the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. And they said that within those first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah, um, there is no teaching by Moses about a resurrection from the dead. And they rejected all uh, beliefs about the resurrection to be of a later sort. And so, in presenting Jesus with this question, what they're really doing is asking Jesus to weigh in on kind of a hot debate of the day. And hence, they are looking for a way to challenge Jesus on what he believes about the resurrection of the dead. And in doing so, they put before him a complex problem, kind of a thought experiment about a woman who's had many husbands over her life. Whether the Sadducees are being sincere, perhaps seeking some pastoral advice to offer a woman with a very tragic past, or they're just trying to be clever to deconstruct the resurrection as some psychological projection of our hopes and dreams onto some um, uh, optimistic future. The Sadducees' default position is really to treat the resurrection as God's way of fixing a bug in the programming of the universe, namely sin and death. Jesus points out to them that they cannot see God's intention even in their own scriptures. So this is why Jesus uh, quotes to them, uh, reading from the prophet Moses. He's giving them an answer within their own um, scriptures because they only accept those books of the Bible. And so he quotes to them this passage, that the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For to him, all are alive. And so Jesus is giving them a text which they could um, accept into their lives, whether they did or not, we don't know. But Jesus is saying that even the God of Moses is a God of the living, not of the dead. He's giving them more than just his opinion on a matter. And in doing so, he's giving us all something. Because as Jesus will show, the Sadducees do not, misunder, do not understand the meaning of the resurrection because they do not understand the true meaning of relationships. The Sadducees don't understand the resurrection 
because they don't understand the meaning of relationships. Uh, perfect example number one being this naughty relationship between this woman and her seven husbands. We come to see something very simple and basic and important about what it means for us to profess faith in the resurrection. And that's that resurrection for God is all about relationship. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. This is the God of a people who have a story. It's the God of relationships that are not broken even at death. And so Jesus challenges our very definition, the Sadducees' very definition of what it means to be God and what it means to be human. Why did God create? Simply put, God created to be with us and to invite us to be with one another and the entire creation. Why did God send his son, Jesus, to be with us? and to invite us to be with one another and the entire creation. And by doing so, he challenges every barrier and force that inhibits the abundant life of our being fully with God and one another. Why did Jesus die on the cross? You can see a pattern here. Because though he chose to be with us and invited us to be with one another, we chose not to be with him and we turned down his invitation to participate in this new way of being with one another and the entire creation. And because of this, he was led to confront the last enemy, which is death itself. And when we come to see why God creates the world, sends his son, who is the perfect embodiment of God with us, and dies upon the cross, we can see that the resurrection reveals the truth, that even sin and death cannot keep God from being with us forever. This is what resurrection means, that even sin and death cannot keep God from being with us. Resurrection, God with us. This is the meaning of the scriptures that Jesus is breaking open before the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Zealots and the Romans, and everyone who came to Jesus, Jesus has one simple message, that I am bringing my kingdom, and this is God with us. Jesus wants nothing more than to be with us. And so we see that resurrection is fundamentally about the reconciliation and restoration of every relationship in the universe. This is God's universal saving will for us, to be with us, to teach us, to be with one another and to be with um, the entire creation forever and ever. This is the meaning of Jesus, God with us. And so we see that resurrection is not about escape. It's not about escaping the world so that we can fly off to heaven and leave the earth behind. Salvation is about God bringing heaven to us, embracing heaven and earth in one reality of complete reconciliation Maybe this seems to float off, but it's all about Jesus coming to be with us. Not about us escaping earth, but about God bringing heaven to earth and uniting them in one single embrace. And so salvation is not about escape. It's not about a projection of fantasies into the future. It's about God embracing humanity 
coming to be with us. It's the ultimate affirmation of what it means to be human beings, the resurrection. And what that is, the essence of God, the essence of being human beings, is relationship. It's not using um, God as a means to any other end. It's about dwelling in beautiful relationship with God, one another, and the entirety of creation. It's about the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of Jesus Christ. Resurrection is about God giving us a new story to live by, one that's rooted in hope and peace and love and reconciliation and inviting us once more to be a part of that new story in which God is creating the earth. And so his resurrection then also gives us a new relation towards our death. Death, as we know it, is the end of relationship. But the resurrection is also the basis of our hope that in Christ, our relationship with God, one another, and even our own bodies is, as the church's prayer says, changed but not ended. At death, life is changed but not ended. And so the resurrection gives us a new relationship to our death, not one that has to be faced with fear, but one based on faith that there is something more after all, that death is not the end of our relationship with God. Jesus is the living God and the God of the living. There's a prayer called the Prayer of Commendation. It comes at the end of the funeral liturgy. And I'd like to share that prayer and offer it as a meditation as we read the names of our faithful departed who we've celebrated their, their funerals here at St. John the Evangelist over this past year. Into your hands, Father of mercies, we commend our brothers and sisters, Margaret Ann Gardner, William Joseph Darcy Jr., Kristen Lee Johnson, Michael Dixon, Constance Capel, William Edward Valent, John Ryder, Helen A. Marks, Gloris Stern, Deborah Ann Price, Mary Stefferson, Joseph K. McGady, Ruth Joan Fielder, Sandra Nucatelli, Mary Bourdine, Catherine Thompson, Frank Brockus, Lorraine Jakuski, George Duncan, Lois Turner, Margaret Mary Bednarski, Winifred Delia Mitchell, Leslie Paul Dittmar, Felisa Paviera, William Nolan, Lawrence Paul Wiseman, Kathleen Reed, Mary Alvina Burke, Richard May, Dolores Johns, Edward Mauck, John Ronald Bieberick, Thomas Fontaine, Patricia Bennett, Jacqueline Listman, Vanessa McKay, Kevin Zichelli, Gerard Ryan, Gertrude Hilgenberg, Dorothy Blomquist, Theresia Wagner, Joseph Henry Murphy, Carl Raymond Stahl, 
Heather Marie Deal, George Howard Gossman, Scott Wallace, Lucy Virginia Izzo, Eloy Norman, Alice Berry, Dolores Bowen, Elizabeth Bond, John Lotz, Helen Phillips, Lucien Vachon, Kathleen Fieser, Richard Grant Bieberick, Pauline Carroll, Ivana Danner, Mary Ann Roberts, Audrey Bernoski, Joseph Ignatius Peterson. Into your hands, Father of Mercies, we commend our brothers and sisters in the sure and certain hope that together with all who have died in Christ, they may rise with him on the last day. We give you thanks for the blessings which you bestowed upon them in this life. They are signs to us of your goodness and of our fellowship with the saints in Christ. Merciful Lord, turn toward us and listen to our prayers. Open the gates of paradise to your servants and help us who remain to comfort one another with assurances of faith until we all meet in Christ and are with you and with our brothers and sisters forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.